<laughs> you look awful sensual over there. I'm just doing my nacho pose. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is a Saw Good Man, the Better. Better Call Saw podcast. My name is Burt Reynolds, and with me, as always, is Tom Selleck. Tom, how you doing? Stashtacular. <laughs> Stashtacular. That's All right. right. <laughs> Dave and I just got done watching episode two of season five of Better Call Saul called 50% off. 50% off. And it's funny because when we were setting up the, <laughs> we were watching the screener, you were confused and you thought it was an ad for something. Yes, because they keep the title of the episode in the uh, corner mm-hmm. of the screen. So it just said 50% off. Right. And I was like, how much are we paying for these episodes? <laughs> this you, one, this one's half as much apparently. You know what I thought was ingenious too? I, um, I don't know if I mentioned this up at last episode, but we're watching the screeners, and it used to say like uh, copyright, whatever year AMC TV, right across the front of it. So there must have been people leaking it because totally because now it's watermarked with like my personal information, right? So <laughs> Which, if you leak it, they know who did it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty ingenious. It's very genius. Yeah, that's very awesome. Yeah. Props, <laughs> props, AMC. Yeah. Excellent anti-theft protection. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty clever way to get around uh, people leaking it and shit. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good there. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so uh, before we jump into it, uh, what do we usually do? What do you think of this episode? Yes, and I'm glad you asked because I have, I actually prepared a comment for this one. Okay. And I said, I'm glad Nacho is heavily featured because this episode got quite cheesy. (laughs) It did kind of have a little bit of cheese in <laughs> There's there, right? a lot of cheesy stuff, yeah. which we will point out because that's what we do. Yeah, I, I mean, it was a good episode. It was just sometimes yeah. I was like, what the hell is going on with this? Well, it's another like setup episode because every episode's a setup episode until the end. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. somebody, I was actually having a conversation today about that. He couldn't get into Breaking Bad because he got tired of the whole long, uh, slow burn into the climax. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just their style, man. Yeah, that's how they do it. They usually pay it off, though. I don't think we've been really disappointed with uh, any of the season. Uh, there was one ending, I, I remember. Maybe it was two or three where I was like, eh, I was kind of very mad about it. It had to be two then because three was Chuck, and that was a monster ending. Yeah. I think it was two when we had Owen on. Yeah. When Benjamin came on, and he felt a little blue balled. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of, yeah. Yeah. All right, so here we and go. He was right, too. We felt bad because I was not right, and he was right. He got out of it so easily. Yeah. 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 It was odd. I just remember being like, eh, you know, like, uh, you know, like how many TV shows do I have? But at the same time, like, yeah, that was kind of yeah, not not their best. Kind of cheesy. Ender. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Uh, So the opening scene, uh, we open with some drug hippie and the Hamburglar. (laughs) (laughs) A.K.A. my roommate. During my internship, <laughs> didn't that dude look like the hamburger? He had the hat yeah. and, the, and the shirt and everything. The goofy smile. Yeah, they were very Bill and Ted. A little bit. They're like druggy Bill and Ted. Well, every every great duo is two people, you know. Yeah, except for us. <laughs> except for, I mean, we're a duo we're, and we're yeah, people, we're but definitely. we're not that great. <laughs> oh, I love. I was I was reading through reviews. I was doing my thing where I check for reviews, mm-hmm. which we haven't had in a while. So people feel free to send us a review. But uh, and then one of them was like, "Hands down, this is definitely a podcast." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nine out of ten dentists agree. This is definitely a podcast. <laughs> Only nine, though. One dentist does not agree this is a podcast. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, man. So this is my take on that whole. It's kind of a big point in this episode because J- 
Kim talks about it. Jimmy talks about it. Mm-hmm. And like the 50% off the lawyer fee encourages people to commit a crime spree. Mm-hmm. And my thought is when I'm going to commit a crime, my first thought is not how much is my lawyer going to charge me to take me out of this. Well, that's just because you're financially irresponsible. You got to <laughs> you got to plan. You got to plan for such things. Yeah, I did not get my grandmother's sense of frugality who would like <laughs> drop right. cans on the floor of the grocery store to get 25 cents off or buy the one without the label. Right, just like, cuz it's cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and always tell you when she gives it to you, I save this much on this. It, it was that your grandmother or was that like Adam Sandler in <laughs> Big Daddy? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was a huge plot point in that film. I think that's where actually where I stole that from. Okay. No, but she, my grandma was. She'd always buy the dented cans and she'd always say like, I saved 20 cents on, you know, these pork and beans. <laughs> well, the beauty of buying something without a label on is like a surprise when you open it because you're right. not really sure what's inside of it. it's it uh, It's like in The Witcher. The Witcher. Oh, you don't know about The Witcher? Well, I know it's a video game that's super popular. Well, now it's a TV show. And it was a book. And so it was a book first. Yeah. Then a video game. Yes. Now Netflix series. Correct. Not a sponsor. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and they have this law of surprise mm-hmm. to where if I owe you a favor, I save your life or something, you can invoke the law of surprise. Okay. Therefore, you get from me something I don't know I already have. So once I find that out, it is now yours. Spoiler alert for anybody playing to see The Witcher. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? Uh, apparently, it's people. Spo- like I said, spoiler alert. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's go ahead and ruin The Witcher. Um, so, like, dude saves dude's life. Mm-hmm. Invokes law of surprise because he doesn't have anything to pay him with. So he says, okay, law of surprise. Gets home to find out his wife's pregnant. That like- child is a surprise. It is now property of the guy that saved his life. Oh, look at what that could like backfire, right? Like, it, if, like you go into your house and you see like a rat, like surprise, and like so, <laughs> like so, like that's that's gambling right there. Right? Man. Oh, that's, totally gambling. And it, it, they do it twice in the show, and once it's a fiance, and the other time it's a child. <laughs> How does a fiance work into that? Well, like, it's, oh, it's, surprise, it's, we're it's engaged. The, it's the guy's daughter, but he's been gone long enough to where the child has already been born. Mm. So he gets to marry the daughter or something like that. Mm. The guy marries his own daughter? No. I guess that is the guy surprise. that saved. So like, so Hank saves Charlie's life. Mm-hmm. Charlie has a daughter. Mm-hmm. Hank gets the daughter for saving Charlie's life. Nice. Nice. I think I said that right. <laughs> Law of surprise. Nice. All right. Opening. Uh, the lawyer caddy. Lawyer up caddy. Did we ever determine if there's more grit? We've been talking about this lyric for like we, five to six years. We do this every episode. Every, every fucking episode. It's just, okay, just get used to it because you got at least one right. more season of us. Well, if every more. show has this thing that pisses you off, this is one of the many of ours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Then we're at uh, Nacho's Pad, snoozing. Snoozing like I was just laying on the couch. Right. <laughs> you were. You were You were lounging. Even totally way. naked with a sheet over my genitals. Well, that's the only way we can really podcast. That's the only <laughs> way I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm not an animal. I mean, I'm I not mean, a machine, Dave. <laughs> six. I'm laying here six pack and all, mm-hmm, buddy. <laughs> Unfortunately, that six pack is iced tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we gotta uh, keep it clean for the kitties. <laughs> keep it clean for all those youngins that are listening to the It's All Good Man podcast. Which I we it's label a, this explicit, right? Do we curse? Yeah, yeah. Um. So, <laughs> so okay. So Nacho's chilling with his hoes. One hoe. One hoe. One hoe. Singular. Singular, singular hoe. Singular hoe. 
That's right. Gets busted in on. Straight. And uh, the way that that woman was screaming, I thought it was, I, I was like, does he have a pet monkey? <laughs> like, I had no idea. What, at first, I was like, did Nacho, like, be, because it's like a big thing, whenever somebody becomes a kingpin mm-hmm. in, and starts getting money, they always get exotic animals. Mm-hmm. So I legitimately thought at some point that he started, like, <laughs> collecting peacocks or, like, have, have the menagerie. Yes. Oh, nice. Thank you. Nice, Thank you. Nice. And and then uh, and then I was I I thought um, is that Nacho screaming like that? Like who the fuck is screaming like that? And I'm like, oh, it's it's the chick. But the the voice mm-hmm. didn't like because we watched this twice now. Yes. And I think I thought that the last time we watched that a couple weeks ago. And like I'm pretty sure I like I I don't th- I don't feel like the sound matched up with the action, which. We have some, you have something about that later on in the episode too, but like I, I was like, who is screaming? Yeah, maybe it, I just didn't see it, or maybe it was just awkwardly shot. But I'm like, what the hell is that noise? I didn't notice that, honestly. I didn't notice that. Oh. But you know, sometimes it's like when you, uh, when you, when you see the person that does the voiceover, mm-hmm. and then it's kind of shocking. Mm-hmm. Side note: I showed my girlfriend the other day, uh, Dan Castellaneta, on Parks and Recreation. She's yeah. like, don't show me that. I don't want Homer ruined. No, oh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. So when sometimes, yeah, the the voice does not match, and mm-hmm. it, it, it can be jarring, or it's ADR, yeah, because you don't want to scream on set sometimes, right? Right. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was odd. Yeah. Like I legitimately was kind of hoping that he would go the whole, well, like I said, like the classic evil Scarface route that like his hubris and stuff was getting to him, and he just started mm-hmm. collecting like monkeys and peacocks and like fucking. I think that already happened though when he when he first blew up, as it were. Mm. Yeah. Earlier, like season three, I think it was. Like snakes and <laughs> stuff like this, <laughs> this shit that nobody in their right mind would Some have. Some animal house. that, or mammal or reptile that will guard your residence because you have shit to protect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that protection. Yeah, usually. Nice. But one it. thing I did like about that, one of those attention to detail things, is how they both go for the phone. Because you don't expect the robber, I guess, to be that aware that Nacho's going to reach for the phone. So then the guy oh, yeah. also grabs for the phone so he can't call for help. Yeah. So I wonder who who does Nacho call in that situation? <laughs> Fucking anybody. <laughs> His dad. <laughs> Whoever the hell will answer. <laughs> His dad, because I noticed that while Nacho's sleeping, his mm-hmm. dad's still up partying. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> good. That brings me to my next comment. So they kidnap Nacho. Call it a segue, Brian. Thank you. That was that was a good uh upward self-balancing scooter. <laughs> um so right. Was that at the upholstery shop? Or his house? No, I think it was the upholstery shop. Right? It, yeah. it, at first I thought it was like another restaurant, but I'm pretty sure the whole point of it is that... It was that, at his shop, yeah. Right. Late, so late at night... Well, so that, that's a common thing. You have a little poker night at your place of business after hours. That like just anybody can walk in on? <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> right? he's completely like, walking into strangers. Batted, nobody batted an eye? Like yeah. this dude? Like, So is there a connection there between... I don't know. I don't think so. Right, because his dad tries to stay away from all that shit. So, like, right. if I was having a poker night at, like, the business that my wife and I own, and then some guy just walks in the middle of the night with a cup of coffee and starts chatting. Standing over your shoulder, right, I, I Yeah. And then I definitely would think something's up when a car full of people parked right out front flashes their headlights at me. Right. After, let's not forget that... Hector did come in and cause stuff and like try and buy him out and like, yeah, you know, strong armed him or whatever. Yeah, so you'd think he would be kind of suspicious. This is very suspicious behavior, 
Right. That's just like, oh, yeah, you know, come on in. We're having a poker night or whatever, you know. Right. Like, and they, you know, they leave the door open. You know, you know so it, it's it's odd. Yeah. It was odd to me. There's a, there's a lot of that in this episode. There's yeah. a lot of, uh, I guess, odd writing. Right. Um, Convenient, like stuff that we don't think was very uh, natural. But then yeah. again, we're also odd humans, so. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Gus is basically using this to... um. To get Nacho to shadow Lalo. Yeah. To to earn his trust, mm-hmm. to con him, mm-hmm. earn his confidence. Right. Is where the turn con comes from. Yeah, so so the first thing was it was basically um Gus and Nacho have this exchange where Nacho says, you know, like his whole point is like, how do I get him to trust me? Right. And then the whole find a way. Find a way. And it just seemed really Well, see in a TV show. Me. Yeah. Did I say that? Because I put like of course, it's a TV show like five times in my notes. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, that's one of those like, yes, he's going to say that. So then, of course, that opportunity will present itself in a couple of scenes. Mm-hmm. I will say uh, Michael Mando's acting's on point, though. That's, yeah. That's, no, that's, for that's real. pretty awesome. He's he's uh, definitely a highlight. I was not kidding when I said I was glad it featured Nacho. I was kidding when I said the episode was cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I gotta, um, I gotta find time to start reaching out to these people, get some interviews, and try to get him back on. Yeah, he was but. a great interview. He was very nice to us, and uh, and seemed quite grounded for his talent level. Yeah, which by the way, off off uh, as an aside, we we just talked about a few minutes ago about how we haven't done preview with a prior yet. Yes, but I think we did this last season too that we made it a couple episodes in before we started preview with a prior. I think until somebody was like, "Dude, where's preview with a prior?" Right. And then we're like, oh. So if you're thinking about that, Dave and I promise to do that before the next one. Yeah, we'll do one for for season season five, episode three. Yeah. Yeah, I covered that up. Yeah, that was nice. I was going to say season three. Smooth, smooth. Nobody over here, though, because I'm sure you're totally going to edit this out. We are professionals, (laughs) sir. Professionals, yeah. Um, Yeah, so that that was my main takeaway. I just thought it was weird that he could walk in and. Yeah, just, you know, hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, I'm a random guy and I'm just going to stand right over your shoulder. (laughs) Poker, huh? (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) And then just walk out. Yeah. So odd. So odd. And then we're into Kim and Jimmy's place. Uh, I would like to say that Jimmy has some nice sock stirrups. He does. Yeah. Well, when you lawyer up. Yeah, I guess. You know, it's all part of the suit. Mm-hmm. Apparently that's required when you have a suit that nice. You need sock stirrups. Right, right. <laughs> Can't have saggy socks, man. I feel like that would annoy the shit out of me all day because they wrap around your calves, right? I, I, I've well, we both have kind of massive calves. Yeah. So no. Yeah, it's too constricting. Can't, can't do it. They hold the socks up by themselves quite nicely. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. Yes, my my luscious gams, <laughs> ankle socks. Which, by the way, if I was a female rapper, that would be my name, luscious gams. <laughs> luscious gams. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have never thought of what my female rapper name would be. <laughs> well, don't take luscious gams. I already I already called it. <laughs> I know you're, I know you're jealous. I am kind of jealous. <laughs> I know you're jealous. Solid, solid yeah, name. Thank you. Thank you. So the scene is just, it, nothing really um, happens too crazy <laughs> that scene. Yeah, well, I did notice that uh, he, you know, has some scampy in Scorsese, mm-hmm. and he says that he wants to uh, watch After Hours. Okay. Which I, I found that very interesting. After Hours is a 1985 movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I pulled up the plot here on my favorite app, IMDb. Okay. Uh, a meek word processor in New York impulsively travels downtown to Soho. 
mm. for a date with an attractive but apparently disturbed young woman mm. and finds himself trapped in a nightmarishly surreal vortex mm-hmm. of improbable coincidences and farcical circumstances. Mm. And hilarity ensues. I just found that interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wonder what my star rating is on IMDb. <laughs> At one point, it was like 5 million, and I thought that was hilarious. And then one time, awesome. it went up to like 200-something thousand. I'm like, nobody knows who the fuck I am. Like, I have a credit on IMDb. Do you? Yeah. No? Nice. What's you got your, fired what's... from a TV pilot. <laughs> <laughs> as a sound guy, not as an actor. Oh. Uh no, there was I was looking for some sort of rel- relative like relating it to Better Call Saul, but there was nothing. I just wanted to read the plot to that movie. Okay, that's good. It yeah. is kind of a swirling vortex of improbable circumstances and uh, farcical coincidences, though. Mm-hmm. It is the show itself is. Yeah, yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Well, see, there's your connection. There you go. Or he's just a big Scorsese fan. Plus, I did not realize Scorsese did any movies without Leo in him. So hmm. it's almost like he was making movies be like for years before Leo yeah. was born. Weird. Weird. I, I, I did enjoy the scene where Jimmy kind of jumps in the car and hijacks her ride to work. Yeah. And makes her stop by <laughs> a really, really fancy house. Yeah, that's a... Ooh, what a house. And yeah. no words. Speechless. Yeah. I like I like all the... Uh, I like all the, like, insect cubbies where you can hang stuff. Well... So he said plasma TV. What, I, that's a dated joke. Yeah. That's just to date the uh, series. Totally. Yeah. Because they were they were popular for what like a year, yeah, it wasn't like very that long. year, <laughs> right? Because we're we're in like what two thousand eight now, yeah, no five years two thousand ten I think two thousand and late is <laughs> what it is <laughs> so so I I just kind of re write stream of consciousness right like, yeah I, I, like, so my notes are so stupid I wrote man outlets on the floor really pissed me off. Because there was a big outlet in the middle of the floor, <laughs> obviously for a lamp where you put a couch or something. Well, look at our recording setup; it would come in handy in this house. I guess it would, but like I hate outlets on the floor. Yeah, I just don't like it. Just as a note, they're great for like uh, stages and theaters, though. Right, which that house was not one. No, but no. it's big enough to be one. Did you hear the acoustics? Pretty sweet. Acoustics. That house sounded sweet when he talked about a movie night. Mm-hmm. Just when he said it, I listened to the acoustics, and I was like. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a great place for movie night. I like that he confessed about the whole like fifty uh, percent off thing. Oh he oh well he I, I put he comes clean in quotes because uh, he doesn't really come clean. He said one or two clients and it was a stupid yeah. idea and he doesn't think it's a stupid idea. Well he was just like wait wading into the waters, you know, and right. then when it inevitably backfires, he could be like I told one or two people and then it just blew up on me and I couldn't control it. Exactly. He's gaslighting. Is that what gaslighting is? I hear that term thrown around a lot lately. I, I don't know. I, I don't think That's, anybody knows what anything means anymore because there's so many people that don't know how to use words correctly right. nowadays. So for all intents and purposes, yes. That's, I that's, thought gaslighting was when you turn the knob on the burner all the way over. Mm-hmm. And then it fires up the gas. Right. Gaslighting. <laughs> <laughs> but right? Like, I mean, that's kind of what it is. It's kind of when you try to like plant an idea in somebody's head. Mm. You know, to make like you plant and then it grows over time. I'm pretty sure that's what gaslighting is. I kind of want to look up the definition. It's like planting the seed. Gaslighting is a form of psychological manipulation in which a person or a group covertly sows seeds of doubt in a targeted individual, making them question their own memory. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not sure if that really applies then, but th- no. I mean, similar concept though. That's totally what he's doing because it's going to backfire and then he can, like, 
I, I can almost guarantee at some point when this backfires further, because Kim was not impressed by that, mm-hmm. and her response was just like, okay. I don't think Jimmy's a gaslighter. No? I can't think of circumstances where Jimmy casts doubt into people he's talking to. Yeah. You know, he doesn't manipulate people that way, I don't think. Yeah. He's more of a confidence builder. Yeah. And, like, he always, you know, like, he's told Kim, like, you were right. Yeah. You know, it was stupid. I was wrong. You were right. Right. That's not making her doubt. It was definitely getting out ahead of it, though. Yeah. Getting out ahead of it. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe gerrymandering. Yep. <laughs> he's moving the borders to suit his knees. <laughs> yeah, is that what he was doing? Yeah. <laughs> um, I did like one of my favorite parts was um the closet. When he says, you know, the closet of our dreams, and Kim goes, sure. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, she wasn't They're really. They're gaslighting us. Right. <laughs> she she just wasn't, she wasn't having it, wasn't too. She's going through this whole thing right now where, you know, she's still evaluating if she, like, she keeps falling into his trappings and fucking hates herself for it. It's almost like uh, she's debating if she's in some sort of a sunk cost fallacy. Mm. Man, you're just ripping out all of them today, huh? Well, that's a previous episode right, right yeah okay <laughs> i did they did have a nice uh moment of levity though in the shower when she turned the water on him yeah i thought that was cute cute but again it was one of those things where it's like um you didn't you didn't know that the big knob in front of you actually turned on the water as opposed to pushing <laughs> the odd buttons on, on in front of them well you know you're not expecting the other person to turn the water on she knew yeah. what she was doing I guess that's true. But I did I did note and even rewound it to see uh the two sinks. Mm-hmm. For one, nice recall to when they shared the sink and they had to like take turns spinning. Yeah. And that they when they first come in, they're in two separate mirrors, which I think they did the same thing in that scene too, which shows the whole together, not together thing. Yeah, and the, and when they were when they were at their um apartment when Jimmy was uh ironing the clothes mm-hmm. and uh Kim was Kim was doing something and you can see Jimmy in the mirror in the background and the focus kept shifting from Kim in the foreground to, Jimmy oh, yeah. to the mirror and like kept going in and out of focus. That's right. We noticed that on the first watch, but I forgot to note that on this one. Yep. Good catch. Uh maybe you get a point for that. And uh well, you know, I'm on the board. And I was kind of hoping the realtor would be one of those funny callbacks that just Yes. Was <laughs> from um Breaking Bad. Yeah, from Breaking Bad Hanks. That was the the realtor that uh showed him the meth lab locations. Mhm. Yeah. I thought I, that would have been a funny little callback. Actually, now that I think about it, because we talked about this a couple of times, it makes sense because that realtor, I think she knew what was going on. Wasn't she dirty? No, that no, that realtor. Um, oh no, they're looking for a legitimate front to launder their money. That realtor wasn't. No, dirty. the real. I'm talking about the realtor in Bank of, Breaking Bad, where Hank's wife, she goes and she steals like spoons and shit from open houses. Oh, I thought you meant the one that was showing them the properties which laundered the money through. No, 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 the no, legitimate no, no. leg of their business. No, I, I, I was talking about just like the random realtor that. Oh well, super fans, maybe you guys can. Uh, I don't yeah, think it is. Course. I, I don't, I don't think it is. But if it turns out to be, that'd be super awesome. That would be. That would be a really cool little super awesome Easter egg right there. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that that's um, not much to go off of. It's just it just as a cute scene kind of shows yeah. like. How even when their relationship is in its toughest time, they can still kind of... They still care about each other. They yeah. still are a couple. Definitely a dying relationship, though. Yes. Like... Yes, this star is imploding onto itself. <laughs> right. We go to brunch with uh, Lalo and Uncle Tio. My and- notes here are Hector. Lalo gives him alcohol. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. But 
But Lalo does talk about how he's suspicious of what Gus is building. Yes. Yes. You know, is it a tunnel? And then they just kind of, you know, again, solidify the realization that as uh, and lament it in a way that as long as Gus is making money, he's untouchable. Right. So he must be making a ton, a ton of money. He's got stacks on stacks on stacks, man. Yeah. Well, when I, I'll be sure to use that line when I'm when I'm wrapping his luscious gams. <laughs> 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 I don't know how I'm, if I've said this on the show a lot before, but I I, I do record rappers, yeah, uh, as as part of my income stream, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I'm not quite making stacks on stacks on stacks right. with it yet, but uh, I hear these phrases constantly, yeah, because and since they'll never listen, I have to say it sometime. They all say the same shit, <laughs> and they all think they're geniuses. I just. I just hope that you you pitch to them that they need a female voice, and you know this female rapper named Luscious Gams, and you're gonna get <laughs> shit. And then be like, you got a demo, and then I'll play him like an old white trashist dance song or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So we got to a scene uh, with Mike. We we get to see Mike again. Uh, mm-hmm. He's kind of. First off, he drinks PBR. There was a PBR can next to the phone that was kind of crushed. Like As later. most awesome badasses do. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, his daughter-in-law calls to come and watch the granddaughter and all that. Um, this whole scene, I, I get it. They're supposed to express the pain and you know trauma that Mike suffered when he lost his son and, and uh-huh. the whole like circumstances behind that. Right. But, man... Th- it was so forced at the end. Like, yeah, that was the word we both agreed on is very forced. Yeah. yeah. I like to think there was something more to that scene and they edited it for time. You know what? That's actually a good point. I didn't think about that because in all honesty, this is probably one of my least favorite scenes of the entire show so far. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. you know, we're not, we're kind of Homer Simpson. Everything's a rave, you know, nine thumbs up. Yeah. You know, I'm, there's times. I never, um, you know, Mike lost his son, and I, I can't imagine how he would feel because, like, you know, like, I never lost Mike's son. But had <laughs> I, I can't imagine that I would be, <laughs> I can't imagine that I would be that quick to to yell at my granddaughter <laughs> over it. <laughs> because, well, first well, off, well, he's well, probably the last place that you'd look. <laughs> I mean, really, somebody, Mike lost his son. Somebody should just ask him where he saw him last. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, that's probably where it is. But yeah, though, I mean, it's kind of funny that they use the Super Bowl comment, and we are recording this like two days after the Super Bowl. Yeah. Good timing, right? Yeah. I wonder if they planned that ahead. No, they couldn't have planned it ahead because, no, like, on air, it will. Everybody's listening to this him. in March. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we catch back up with the Hamburglar and his homie. <laughs> They're going through the drive through. What are Mike and Kaylee building? A ladder. Two. <laughs> where were you no what are they building the ladder for well i guess out in the desert there's you build cactus houses right yeah we're, you know we're midwesterners where we legitimately grew up with tree houses i believe you have a tree house in your backyard well no, i have a clubhouse. Club, that's a clubhouse sorry but i have built a tree house before like out in the woods right that's just what you did that's what you do right you but when you out in the woods you build a tree house you know sometimes you found porn oh yeah <laughs> you know porn you're the one that put that there well, yeah, I mean, share the wealth. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm, me and Josh found it, you know, 10 years later. Right? Isn't that weird? Like, like <laughs> seriously, like, kids used to find porn in the woods. Yeah. So odd. It's weird. For us, it was like Lombardi trails. Like, this, like yeah. you'd go ride your bike in, like, uh, near a creek, like, in the, the back lot of a... a uh, yeah, same creek, different out of town for me. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah sometimes I want to go there. 
just to see if it's still in use by punk ass kids today. By me, there was the treehouse, the porn, and like a 1920s automobile. Yeah, that trees had grown around it. Yeah, how the hell did that get there? Weird, right? Yeah, I was in um, Colorado a few months ago. We we took a hike through a mountain, and there was a uh, old like uh, like 1920s work truck up in the mountains. Weird. Yeah, I can show you pictures after this, but it, it's crazy. It's like all grown over, and you can see like all these like um, open cans. Yeah. That I guess like the workers ate while they were mining or whatever. But <laughs> I was just thinking like, how'd you get it? Like, because it wasn't like a road in a mountain. It was a hike up a mountain. So right. at some point, there must have been some sort of rudimentary road up the mountain. Yeah. And then when the, the mine or whatever shut down, they're just like fucking the truck back down. And they just left it there. And here like 80 years later. It's still it's, there. It's still there resting still, away. Still rocking. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. All right. So back to Hamburglar and his homie. Yes. Uh, my main takeaway from the scene was that um, I just thought it was rather inefficient that when they knock on the the downspout, uh-huh. why would she have to just roll her chair all the way across the room? <laughs> why wouldn't she just post herself <laughs> right next? First off, it's better customer service because you right. get to people quicker. And yes. it's not like there's any uh, advantage to sitting that far away. Closer to the door? Maybe I I guess, but Cause, like because dude brings the money up to her mm. through the building. Okay, but I, I I don't know. I would just get up and walk. Yeah, I just thought that was odd. Yeah, I mean I for no particular reason. I'm not dogging it. It just like right. that's the thing that struck me. I'm like, why is she rolling all the way across the room? Why? Because I would just sit right there. <laughs> right. I would just like if I was dealing drugs through a downspout, I would just sit right there. See, Brian, that is an example of petty fogging. Petty fogging. Which we have been accused of. Yeah. Petty fogging, placing undue emphasis on petty details. (laughs) That's the only way I watch TV shows. (laughs) It is. I I, I think we've uh, talked about the infamous orgasmo bet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's honestly how I, like, it's always my first thought. I've never, like, like, you're a big movie head. Yes. Right? And you you get very into, like, the actual show. But part of. I, I focus on plot. Mm-hmm. a lot and i can re- usually remember actors and directors and producers mm-hmm. and weird stuff like that yeah right and, and part of my enjoyment just the way i enjoy stuff i'm like oh that's a really weird picture in the background yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like like oh that's yeah. cool but like like why do you put a cigarette out li- like that that's yeah. a really inefficient way to put- you know what i mean like yeah. that's just how i see stuff so it's like like okay like you know i i get that they're setting the stage and she's going over there but i'm just like why would she just roll over there <laughs> why would she just sit here i i didn't enjoy the exchange though when they keep telling each other shut up through the window yeah it's kind of like the classic like so right so right like yeah. <laughs> like that kind of deal exactly and and then the most obvious thing in the world the cops roll up because uh the Kermit the frog car was being loud as shit right. and, <laughs> And I, I and the most obvious thing in the world. I'm sure I'm not the only person. I'm like he's gonna knock on the pipe and it's gonna fall out. And of then he knocked on the pipe is. and fell out. Like, you know, another cheesy thing in this episode. Yeah, you know, and I I don't want to say that like it's like dogging it because I mean it was still like a good episode. Yeah, it was. It was. I, I just feel like this was so much more, not necessarily predictable. It was just kind of more like, well, the, standard writing. The irony that of sense. that whole situation is mm-hmm. that they usually come up and get two. This time they wanted 10. Oh. And she, who apparently is not, I don't want to say out of laziness, but out of laziness, dropped all of the bags yeah. at the same time, causing a Three Stooges syndrome. Mm-hmm. And then, so he's kind of a victim of his own hubris as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then Crazy Eight um, gets popped off. <laughs> no, popped off is is killed. I think he gets uh, busted. Yes, that sounds. No, he gets clinic. popped. He's going to the Husco. If you will, yeah, popped. Yeah. He gets popped by the Popo, mm-hmm. and they're going to take him to the Husco. Yeah. So, <laughs> so then, um, and as a testament to once again, because you had your guitar stolen in Albuquerque. I did have my guitar stolen in Albuquerque. I don't know if we mentioned that once or twice. I left my guitar <laughs> in Albuquerque. So, <laughs> like, my thing is, is uh, they must legitimately have the worst police force ever. <laughs> that cop didn't give two shits about my guitar. He also told me he was in that very parking lot every two weeks from somebody getting their car smashed into. Really? Yeah. So then my thought was, why don't you just stake out the fucking parking lot? <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> Stop responding to all the calls and maybe get a little proactive if you know this is a hot spot for people stealing right. shit. Right. But no. 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 They got better things to do, like file the report afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and not collect their fine money for when they bust people. <laughs> Well, I caught, I caught people red-handed, like back in college, like uh, uh, the fraternity house that I lived in. I think I told you this before. You know about this. Like, I caught people because I lived there over the summer. Mm. You know, because it was like cheap. It was like three hundred bucks for the entire summer. They pretty much just wanted a body in the house to like make sure that people wouldn't like ransack it. That and pay bills. Yeah, you know, there's, and, there's and like a bunch of the guys there. would, a bunch of the guys would go home over the the summer back to wherever they live and me and like two other guys would live in this like big ass fraternity house by herself mm-hmm. and the guys would leave like computers and and stuff like that and i caught a dude red-handed stealing computers mm. out of the fraternity and like i caught him like i literally caught him with my bare hands and mm. caught him and got him arrested and then we didn't hear anything about it for like a year and then, and then one day we get a letter in the mail and i open it up and it's like a check for 200 bucks nice and it just says that so-and-so has been convicted of this. This is his restitution. Hmm. But I, I thought it was weird. I never got called in for a witness. I don't even remember I making a statement or anything like that. He just kind of got arrested and then probably had to pay a $1,000 fine, and we got 200 of it. Oh, wow. I don't even know what we did with the 200 bucks. So, But you still got the items too, right? Yeah, because I caught the motherfucker. Right? Yeah, so you got the items and money. Yeah. Hmm. Sounds like you can run a scam out of this. Yeah. I go steal your stuff. You catch me. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> I pay the fine. Wait, that's a net loss for me, though. Net gain for you. Mm-hmm. Net loss for me. But then I'll just pay you back, <laughs> and then it'll be a wash. <laughs> but if it's and then we'll laugh. But if my fine's a thousand dollars and you only get two hundred, we're still down eight. So we had to run well, this scam a lot. Right. Yeah. We'll we'll just <laughs> <laughs> we'll just steal from other people. Yeah. Like, do it four more times well, to get back up to a thousand dollars. You know. Yeah. You you know you like you you make up for it in quantity. Yes. Right. Like mass mass volume. Yes, mass volume. Right. Exactly. You just keep uh, de- delaying, deferring, mm-hmm. de- deferring your losses. Mm-hmm. I think that's tax deductible too. Right. Well, you got to do it in like New York, where they don't hold you in jail anymore. They just kind of uh, book you and then let you out, and yes. then it's that simple. Okay. okay. Yeah. It would make this work. Yeah, I got this planned out. Okay. Cool. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> but, <laughs> but in the context of um, Better Call Saul, <laughs> I have a hard time believing that all those police officers. We're ready to bust in the door of this dilapidated house, and nobody thought to look at the back window. Yeah, well, that is definitely one of my times when I put, of course, it's a TV show. All right, so we're back. We're back. So we move on to a poker game. 
And as a poker player, this scene. No, I, I don't know how to play poker. I honestly don't. I have no fucking clue. I have very rudimentary. I, I probably like attempted to play poker maybe three times in my life that I well, can remember. As somebody that is now willing to talk about his documented gambling problem. Mm-hmm. Poker problem. Yeah. Uh, I've played a lot of poker. Right. So and, let me ask you this. Yes. In all the games that you've ever played at poker. Yes. Right. All the times that you've done it, feeding your addiction. Yes. How many times have you and eight other people sat around a round table with a singular green <laughs> light hanging over the <laughs> middle of it and the rest of the room is completely dark? Because my understanding of poker nights is there's at least one other light on and you can see shit and there's. It's a. It was a. Well, now. I would play home games and casino games, but mm-hmm. the home games always had more lights. It was in a basement usually. Mm-hmm. It wasn't super seedy. Like, they were really, really small-time games. These weren't... Right. You no, know, we're not throwing <laughs> around $200 even, bets. Right? right. Okay, so They're even like if it's a bunch of shady-ass people, I'm pretty sure they would have more lights yes. anyway. But There like, would be, because there's usually some snacks or beers. Right, yeah. Accoutrement. Accoutrement, if you will. I just repeated you. Uh but yeah, there's usually more than one light on. There, there almost always is a light over the table. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, that's just a cool thing. You put okay. a light over the poker table. Right, like, yeah. It illuminates the cards okay. nicely. Okay. But to have the rest of the room so dark, that is very TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I find it silly. So my was, wife, uh, on a side note, just like the opposite of this, my wife will watch stuff like <laughs> fucking Love After Lockup. Or like she was some, just literally telling me this stuff ten minutes ago. Right. So some. <laughs> Some reality show, and I always piss her off because they always have this thing where, like, I'm single tonight. I'm going to go out. And then, <laughs> and then they go to a bar, mm-hmm. you know, and then the bar's lit up <laughs> like it's, like, the middle of the fucking day. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so these people just go out dancing and clubbing mm-hmm. just by themselves in a very well-lit bar? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. how you get to film it so it can be watched on TV. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah, opposite. Yeah, nightclubs are dank and dark. Mm-hmm. Poker nights are usually pretty well lit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, Crazy Eight let Lala win, right? Did I interpret that correctly? I think... See, here's... Okay, so this is what I'm getting to. Maybe I have it later. I have a note later about it also. Um, I've been saying for a while now that I like that Crazy Eight is a completely different person in this show. Mm-hmm. He's going to... Something's going to like break in his brain or something. Because yeah. he legitimately is like kind of nuts and breaking bad. Um, so I think it's more development that he was too scared to call Lala's bluff. That's what I'm saying. Like he, like, he oh, I thought you meant let him win. Like let him win. Like he knew he had him beat, but he folded for to get on his good graces or whatever. Are we saying the same thing two different ways? No, no. I thought that he straight up folded because he's a pussy. Yeah, well, I mean, I thought he let him win because he was like, "Well, fuck! If I if I do this, then I'm taking the boss's money, and then dude's no, gonna I, fucking kill me." Yeah, no, I, I'm thinking that he really thought that he he believed Lalo's bluff. Oh, I'm saying he got bluffed. Gotcha. Okay, you don't think he got bluffed? No, I interpreted it as he knew he had a pair, and that Lalo was a probably set, Brian. That was a set. A set. Sorry, a set, a set is three. A set is when you have a pair in your hand and there's one on the board. Mm. That's a set. Okay. If well, there's two on the board and one in your hand, that's trips. Okay. Poker addict. Noted. Okay. <laughs> so if he so so if he had a set, 
I, I took it as he knew he was going to win, but because Lalo's the big boss, he doesn't want to embarrass the big boss, so he let him win and let Lalo have his whole egotistical, like, oh, I totally buffed him with like the shitty hand. Which, seven-deuce offsuit, since you don't play poker, mm-hmm. that's another goddamn stereotype that they a TV show, of course, would write that he has a seven-two offsuit. It's the worst hand you can start with. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Why? So it also says like, oh, all those. Of course, he's gonna bluff with the worst hand because you can't make a straight with it, and it's the two lowest cards that you can't make a straight with. No. Okay. Nice. Look at that. Worst odds of winning. You sound like a fucking gambling addict. So I've read <laughs> Doyle addict. Brunson's super system, cover to cover. Uh, obviously, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Honestly, you you've made me rethink this. Um, Because I thought it was Crazy 8 being bluffed, thinking he had a losing hand with a really good hand. Oh, yeah. I think Crazy 8 really thought he was beat. I don't think so at all. I think I he think was scared he had, of shit. I think, I, I think he was scared about the hand itself, not about the context outside of the hand itself. I disagree. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I disagree. I disagree. Exactly. So if anybody wants to chime in there, mm-hmm. well, let us know what you think. And I kind of, and I kind of felt, uh, I kind of felt for Crazy Eight because he was just hanging out with the guys, right, having a poker night, and then sure shit gets called into work for an emergency, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's happened to me a million times when I used to run hotels, right. Yeah, like I'd be watching my favorite show. Your anecdotal evidence. Yeah, I'm <laughs> exactly. It always sucks. It appeals like, to you, but yeah. hey, when you're the manager, you have to go in sometimes. Right. Exactly. Story of my life. But I, I do maintain that the, the reason I I'm, I got bought into him thinking he's really bluffed is because mm. he's a scaredy cat right now. Right. And th- and this leads into the whole where um, Crazy Age gets pinched by the by the cops and they have that whole interaction and. Yes. And then, uh, you know, they're watching the bust and Nacho springs into action and the police are fucking inept. <laughs> and they don't manage to watch the window. Nobody hears yeah. and nobody hears part of an air conditioner he, crashing from two He knocks ago. a board out of the window. Right. Which yeah, that's crashes what to the ground and then he jumps out. Right. And nobody's watching the outside of the And it's door. not like the police didn't have prep time because they were sitting there watching the police. Well, this is what it is, is they're like, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna okay, so we're gonna go inside, right? And we're gonna take these guys down. We're gonna go in the front door. That right. way that way we're never if anybody leaves, they're gonna run into us because we're you, going You don't in the think they'll just go out the back window? <laughs> no. No, nobody think of that. It's the- <laughs> They have all the exit covered. Yeah. They're not going to go out a window. First off, you go in and out of doors. You don't right. go out of windows. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, this is like the second floor. Mm-hmm. Maybe third floor. Third mm-hmm. floor? I think second. Second floor. But it might have had high ceilings. It might have had yeah. vaulted ceilings. Maybe it's, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it was like a good like 12-foot ceiling. Yeah. Still. We call that a 20-stepper. If you will. Yeah. Like, the, like our studio, where we sometimes podcast out of. 20-stepper. Mm-hmm. 20, 20 steps per floor. Yeah. Not 12. Yes. No, that pussy shit. Yeah. That's <laughs> not how we do it at Third City Sound. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it was just, like, a, a show that's so keen on details and stuff. That, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't understand that one. Yeah. No, that's, that. there's a few, yeah, this is many in this episode that just kind of, I guess, miss the mark or just, they don't, it's not believable to me. It's not, I'm suspending disbelief to buy in to, because mm-hmm. these are all major plot points. Right. That is, I mean, obviously it's a major plot point because Nacho should have been arrested right there. Right. And it's awesome that he totally like uh, Batman his way out of that. Mm-hmm. that. That's pretty cool. But that's what I was trying. I'm sitting here the whole time trying to think of a good analogy for 
who Nacho is in that moment. Wasn't that something we had last year where Nacho was Batman? No, I thought Mike Garman Trout was Batman. Yeah, he might have been. But now he's Yoda. Right, now he's, <laughs> now he's, now he's, now he's Baby Yoda. Yeah. Uh, yep. uh, he's uh, he's Baby Yoda, Benjamin Button style. If, if, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. So, yeah, that's uh, that's all I really have to say about that scene. I mean, I, mean, uh, I did like uh, Lalo's kind of... Uh, Super muse the entire time and and just right. eating snacks. Yeah, like <laughs> like he's a, watching a movie. Yeah, you know he's he's thoroughly entertained. Yeah, I get it. I mean, he had to earn his trust some way, so putting his ass on the line. Mm. Um, I I just uh, I would have been more impressed if he would have like rigged some sort of uh, like repel system and then like yeah. <laughs> climb back up it and then the classic like pulling up the last foot of it just as the door gets busted down. Right. Yeah, that would have been silly too. But like that makes more sense than kicking <laughs> kicking out a window. And just jumping out into the backyard of a house where the police are ready to bust in. Apartment building. Because I've been to house parties where police swarm the entire thing because teenagers are drinking. I can't imagine. Well, this is an apartment building, right? Not a house. It's just some dilapidated building of some type. Right. But, like, I've been to house parties in apartments (laughs) where police surround the entire building because teenagers are drinking. I've seen people, like, bail out the window and then they go... Hello, Mr. Officer, that's watching the window that I'm about to jump out of. Right. Don't jump out the window because there's a cop standing watching him. Speaking of Palm Bluffs, and I'm going to tell a couple, uh, well, I mean, it's not really that much of a story, but there has been twice in my life when I was underage drinking in college and the police raided the party. Yeah. And I just sat there and kept drinking and I didn't get fucking bothered at all. When I can, uh, same. I was was the 21-year-old at a party with a bunch of underage kids and Mm. I sat there drinking and they didn't card me. Yeah, because he because he acted so like very well could have been yeah act like you're supposed to be there yeah exactly there's That's nothing it. important episode about that right exactly yeah <laughs> make it till you make it you know you gotta <laughs> you gotta uh, act like you're there exactly um or act like you belong I guess act like you belong and you do yep exactly all right so then we kind of head to the final scene or we're kind of getting towards the end of the episode uh, we're at the courtroom. I did like that Jimmy's talking to himself, but the sign on the wall obviously says "Quiet, please." Oh, I didn't notice. See, that's one of those things that you notice yeah. that I don't. <laughs> Jimmy's being. Uh, I I love the like single shot though, where Jimmy's kind of wheeling, dealing on the fly. That's one of my. That is my favorite shot of this episode. That was super cool. Yeah, I really really enjoyed that. There's that shot. There's always that shot every episode. Uh huh. Yeah, that's, that's He's wheeling, one. dealing, making. And uh, if you notice, he talks to somebody. I can't, I can't remember the names now. He talks to somebody about the reschedule, and then he goes through like mm-hmm. three more people. And then the person, he's like, he's like, consider a book. Oh, Hannah Banana. He's like, Hannah yeah. Banana, he tries to get her to move an appointment. And she's like, oh, you got to check with somebody. He's like, oh, well, you got to, you got to, uh, oh. So he's talking to Hannah Banana and, you know, he's trying to like, Trips, I think they say his name is. And she's like, well, you got to check with Trips. And he's like, oh, don't worry, consider it checked. Yeah. And he goes down the line and like three people later, Trips comes out of a wall. Right. And then he actually makes that appointment that he just ensured her would happen. That was pretty nice. Pretty I, slick. Yeah, pretty slick. And then yeah, he goes back, and then he's back in front of the quiet police sign, and then Howard <laughs> shows up out of nowhere, and he just kind of like, fuck you, <laughs> like blows him <laughs> off. Which, by the way, I don't remember if we said it last episode, because it's been a while since we recorded episode mm-hmm. one. Um, you predicted Howard would open up yeah. episode two. Didn't happen. I predicted Howard would show up halfway through episode two. I win. Yeah, you were, you were way closer than I was, for sure. Definitely. Seems, but he's doing okay. Yeah, they're having the best year ever, or best one of the best ever, years yeah. ever. They're on track for one of the best. Oh, they got rid of that dead weight truck. Yeah, I can't wait to see what he wants to talk to Jimmy about. 
Uh, probably. Because he told him to fuck off last season. Yeah. Right? He's like, fuck no, you, Jimmy. That was their big F-bomb of Was the he year. there to see Jimmy, or did he just run into Jimmy at the courthouse and just stop by to say hi? Because time has passed. Time heals all wounds. I think he just saw him in the hallway, and he's yeah. like, hey, Jimmy, congratulations on your success. Right. And then they have, like, the idle chit-chat that doesn't mean anything, and he's like, I would like to take you to lunch. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I'm in the book. Like, let's make <laughs> And then he walks away from him. Oh, I, I full disclosure, forgot that he said he wanted to take him to lunch. I must have been looking. Yeah, they up. wanted to meet for lunch sometime. Oh, uh, okay. And Jimmy was just like, yeah, okay, uh, uh, you call me. I'm in, I'm in the book and just brushes him off, and then he goes and meets with Suzanne. Well, maybe, since he's practicing under Saul Goodman now, mm-hmm. and McGill, he didn't want to have another McGill. Maybe he wants to make it Hamlin, Hamlin, McGill, yeah. and Goodman. I, I wouldn't go that far, but like. No, but, I retract my statement. But maybe he sees, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out or if that plays out. Yeah. Um, but maybe he sees like, um, man, what do they call that? They have a term for like partners that are partners, but they're not really partners. Chuck was one. Silent partner? No. It's Ancillary like, partner? Adjunct? Uh, no, it's kind of like adjunct, but. Anyway, it's, it's, it's basically how somebody could be an advisor in abstentia. Ah. So it's just, it's so like, uh, mm, nice word point. Th- thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, so, uh, maybe he's thinking like Jimmy slash Saul slash whatever his name is now. Um, Jimmy Goodman, Jimmy Goodman, if you will, JJ, Saul McGill. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's like, well, you know, this guy's obviously a savant <laughs> of some right. type, you know, he's very good at like figuring these like. Not necessarily loopholes, but like just kind of ways to kind of bend the rules yeah. just a little bit, you know, just bend a little bend a rule, <laughs> right? And that would be that would be valuable to a law firm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean it's it, I mean it's somebody's got to be the grease man. It, exactly, you know what I mean. And maybe he sees that. Yeah. Maybe they're expanding and they'll expand into like a bigger division or something, you know, like a maybe criminal. or maybe he sees that Jimmy has 45 new clients and maybe they're not doing so good. Oh, <laughs> nice. Nice. I'm giving myself a point for that one. Dude, that's not bad. That'd be actually a really good. I didn't even write that down. That just popped in the old noodle. Well, you know, like shit's going to come to a head soon because yeah. next year is the last year. Confirmed? Yeah, totally. 100% confirmed. confirmed. Well, they are. They did start six years out. Yeah. One year per season. All we gotta do is make it through one point eight more years. <laughs> one point eight more years of this date, and then you fuckers will never hear from us again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I was thinking maybe we should maybe do some movies or something, but you know, whatever. Maybe we'll see how it goes. Yeah. When I get my garage bar made <laughs> built up. Because I don't got enough stupid projects being built when right you now. Finish your gabar. My gabar, yes. Yeah. Um but it was good to see Howard. It's nice that they're doing. Well, great. you know, it gives us an excuse to jib jab with the PFAB again for sure. That's true. Yeah, yeah. We gotta start yeah. reaching out, man. As, as we get older and work gets more intense, it's getting more difficult for us to <laughs> fucking do this. But well, that's like, what you get for like moving up the career ladder. Right, Just do what yeah. I do and do the same shit for twenty years. <laughs> uh, we do go back to the restaurant. What, what's the name of the restaurant again? No Dave? way. I had more notes. Oh, okay. No, I don't. We head back to the Mexican restaurant, which is called what, Dave? The Droopy Fan Restaurant. <laughs> House. <laughs> the house of droopy fans. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had the first time we watched it, you had noted in how, how sad the fans look because of all the humidity and the. Blade I like to think if it was named that though, it'd be like um, the house of droopy friend, uh, the house of droopy fans, 
in Espanol. Not saying the words in Spanish. Oh. Just like on a TV show <laughs> where it'd be like friends in Espanol. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to say like fans of Droopy the cartoon character. Oh, boy. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, the House of Droopy fans. Which just as a small rant, as a big uh as a as a big fan of cartoons and classic animation. As you are. Uh one of the only things that ever bugged me about Who Framed Roger Rabbit is the voice of Droopy Dog when he's working the elevator. That's that's not how Droopy sounds. Nope. It was a very bad Droopy voice. Bad Droopy. Your floor, sir. That's not how Droopy sounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good though. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. Um good movie. Okay, so let's talk about this uh, the scene between Nacho and Lalo at the Droopy Fan Restaurant. Because there is a line spoken in this scene that I think is very important, just something I mentioned earlier. Okay, go. Run with it, Dave. No? Yeah, go. Okay. Well, because Lalo asked about Crazy 8. Mm-hmm, yeah. Or uh, I believe he called him Ocho Loco. Yeah. Earlier. <laughs> yes. And uh, I'm laughing because I totally misheard that <laughs> when we were watching it. But yes, well, because you don't hear in Espanol. No, well, well, right. well, partially. I partially hear in Espanol. I can, I, I can, I can, uh, I can read it. I just can't speak it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, or no, I can understand it. I just can't speak it. So yeah, he asked him about Crazy Eight, and he says, you know, he'll be fine. He won't snitch. Mm-hmm. And then Nacho's like, you know, gets crooked face and says, "Do you want me to take care of it?" And then Lalo says. I got something much better for him. Yeah. I'm assuming that's probably a cake with a file in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. He wants to bust him out. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it's better than being killed. That's two opposite things. <laughs> one's helping him out. The other one's offing him. Right, and he says, I got something better for him because Nacho offers to take him out. He says, no, I got something better for him. A cake with a file in it. Fair enough. If you were in jail, what would you rather have happen to you? Would you rather die or would you rather get busted out by a cake with a file in it? I think I would rather have a cake with a file right, in it. Right, because one, not only do you get yummy cake, but then you get busted out. That's right. That's way better than getting killed. But since he's mad at him for getting busted, the cake's going to taste terrible. Right. <laughs> right. It, it'll be, it'll be like angel food. And yeah. He, he fucking, <laughs> oh, and there's one thing I know about better. Yeah. It's, it's very, okay. So like in the community, that's the, better, the best cake in the better call Saul community though. You know, there's two, <laughs> there's two sides of this debate. Okay. You know, whether or not like uh, crazy eight really hates carrot cake or confetti cake, <laughs> you know, angel food, confetti cake. Wait, I don't think there's a cake. I don't like yeah, but that's you. I'm talking about the community at large. <laughs> I'm talking about the community. Yo, cake the Better Call Saul cake community. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. The, yeah, the, you the know better, that we're a part of. You know, there's the BCS cake. Wait, the the, B, the BCS. The Better CC. Cake Saul. <laughs> the, the, B, the BCSCC. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. yeah it's a, it's a raging debate right now. Right. A, it, you know what? <laughs> the schism is really threatening to tear the whole community apart. <laughs> I personally am on the side that he doesn't like confetti cake. For, and so, therefore, that's the rub. Like, he's going to break you out, but you're going to have to eat confetti cake. And I'm sorry. I'm just on the right side of the debate that, that the crazy eight doesn't like confetti cake. And then the kicker to wash it down, mm-hmm. skim milk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or <laughs> or pus water. That's what it is. Skim milk is so like, fucking gross. It's like almond milk. 
Oh, like here's your keto cake and almond milk. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you got to file at the same yeah. time. Right? You don't get sugar. That's some okay. passive aggressive bullshit. <laughs> That's some pass. You know what? Hmm. I bet he'd probably rather die at that point. <laughs> like, fuck. He's going to use that file to, to file a shiv and stab himself with it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like a uh, seppuku. He's going to get a seppuku <laughs> with, a, with, a, with an iron bar from the, the jail cell bar mm-hmm. that yeah. he filed down. Yeah, that's the big that's the big uh that's the big turn this season, I think. That's yes. the big turn. Unfortunately he's in breaking bad, so we know that he doesn't get off. Well, he attempts it. I didn't say he commits oh, he, it. I said he, he attempts, attempts it. it. He att- it, it it was an attempt. <laughs> <laughs> so is that what made him legitimately crazy? Yeah. I keep talking about that character arc. So it's gonna be like he's he he's in jail and he's mm-hmm. depressed, right? Right. So then, this is, I'm almost seeing like a Joker type situation. Mm-hmm. So, so then the cake comes in, mm-hmm. and uh, it's confetti. It's con- but so but uh, he somehow he knows that there's going to be a file inside the cake. Mm-hmm. So he's super excited, right? And then he takes a bite of the cake, and it's so shitty, mm-hmm. his mind just snaps, right? And now he's crazy eight. That's how it goes, man. That's how it goes. Because if I'm looking at a delicious angel food cake or confetti cake, mm-hmm. or whatever the hell you just said. But it doesn't taste good. Well, there's also in the cake, in the sponge cake community, there's also a big debate of whether it's called confetti cake <laughs> or angel <laughs> or food cake. I think those are different cakes. Yeah. No, I don't think. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you think that. But angel the, food cake. Again, this is another debate that another community has had for years. Well, I would think confetti cake is a variant of yellow cake, whereas angel food cake is very, very spongy. It's like a totally different kind of cake. Mm, the community's not going to like your... Well, <laughs> the cake I mean, community is not going to like your attitude. We on can this. always interject devil's food for just a completely wicked debate. Why are you trying to tear the community <laughs> apart, Dave? <laughs> Why are you trying to tear the community it's apart? It's pineapple upside down cake. How dare you, sir? Uh, no, that's not real cake. This, this is not going to go over well on our, <laughs> on our cake podcast. <laughs> this is not going to go well at all. <laughs> Tune in next week for Brian mm. and Dave Talk Cakes. Talk all right. <laughs> Top Back- Chef Better Call Saul Edition. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That'd be awesome. It would. What kind of food would be in Top Chef Better Call Saul Edition? Well, cake. Cake. Well, obviously. Uh, scampi. Scorsese. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, everything would be washed down with um, uh, government mules. Yeah. <laughs> the Moscow mule. <laughs> Moscow mules. Yeah. Cereal. Cereal. Right. Uh, they- what else do they eat? Well, tacos. Lalo's always oh, making yeah. tacos. Yeah. It has to be tacos. Um I guess that would be what do they call that? Um, it's uh, on. Uh, Lalo's always making carne asada. Mm. There you go. Um, chicken, fried chicken, el pollos. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then you got like the whole fast food man. You got fries and stuff like that. Right. Oh, it's a very culinary, culinary show. Yeah, and coffee. And coffee, of course. Lots of coffee. Okay. Second best boss or second best lawyer. <laughs> second best boss. <laughs> Then we cut to Jimmy. He's in the um, elevator with Susan. Suzanne. Suzanne. Wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Yeah. In the you know, he, I've never seen that movie, but I remember that line just from the commercial. The emphasis on the syllable. Yeah. What is that from? That's Mike Myers in Over the Top. That's Mike Myers in View from the Top, the Gwyneth Paltrow vehicle mm. about flight attendants. Is that is that when he says it? I I've it never seen the movie, but I do know that that's when he says you put the wrong. Because I still remember this from the commercial. Because the girl says, assess the window. And he goes, it's assess the window. 
you put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> okay. I thought it was like, uh, so I married an ass, mur- uh, ass murderer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the ladies call me. Right. <laughs> That's what Crazy Eight's going to turn into. An ass murderer? An ass yeah. murderer. You got to watch out for Crazy Eight ass murderer. He's going to make use of that file. <laughs> so, okay. So this is one scene, though, that I really, I really did like with Jimmy um, kind of, first off elevator breaks down and i did like that jimmy just kind of made her acquiesce by sheer annoyance yeah like just kind of broke down her wall by being the most obnoxious person you might say he gaslit her (laughs) (laughs) right i'm gonna use it like the wrong way like the rest of our podcast why not like i said everybody uses words the wrong way nowadays anyway but i really like this scene Way to pick it up and run with it, Dave. <laughs> I and that's Jimmy's thing. He's he's the younger brother, mm-hmm. and as I always say, the younger brother cannot be annoyed. Yeah, he's the annoying one. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a younger brother, and that's you true. are a younger brother. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, my whole thought on that also was you can only pull that stunt once. Well, he took a shot. He knew. Yeah, like you said, he needed twenty minutes with her. Yeah, and he got his twenty minutes. God damn it! But like yeah, genius. How he's just talking to himself. Throwing out, you know, it's like how you kind of mumble to yourself. And then you just kind of throw out things that, you know, they'll, they'll pick up. And it was and it was very dramatic, too, when it happened. He's like, oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently Suzanne's an idiot. Yeah. Because she fell for it. She did. She did. It's, uh, what a coincidence, right? Yeah. You need 20 minutes. Elevator gets fixed in exactly 20 minutes. Yeah, see, if I was Suzanne, mm-hmm. I, liked, I like to think this. If I was Suzanne, uh, I would... Notice that when Jimmy got in the elevator and it stopped, that this is a setup. And right. I, I would not acquiesce. But she may, but she, she, maybe she knew that. And maybe that's why she just kind of sighed and then just went right into his case. Like resigned and said, you know what, fine. You, like, this get, is, you want your 20 minutes, I'll give you your damn 20 this, minutes. Yeah, this is obviously happening. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it came up in a future episode where she's bitching at him and then she's like the stunt you pulled in the elevator somehow references mm. how she was in on him doing that. You know, because like I thought that tra- I didn't think about this until we chatted about it, but I mm. thought that was weird. He was being obnoxious instead of her just being like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. She just goes straight into like one of the cases. That's true. And then he plays it off like, oh, well, oh, oh, my our case. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. I think you're. I think you're right there. Yeah, yeah. I think she she's knows. obviously very intelligent. So I think. Right. I think. I feel like that character had a gist of what was going on. It's just yeah. like, <sighs> fine, this is happening. It's not stopping. If only I had uh, more situations in my life that could be solved by getting trapped into an elevator. Mm-hmm. And you notice something about this scene too. What's that? He calls her a cunt. No, I noticed that, uh, and I wrote it earlier mm-hmm. because I noticed that they have an appointment on Tuesday. Yeah. Right? Right. So I wrote down earlier in my notes, mm-hmm. he's going to see you next Tuesday, <laughs> LOL. Yeah. I even wrote LOL. And then, but I noticed when they're leaving the elevator, and I even got up and made a little PowerPoint presentation to Brian here, that... I think Jimmy actually said, see you next Tuesday, which most people know, C-U-N-T. Yeah. Right? So that's a way to call somebody a word that women hate to hear. But the camera cuts out, and I think it's an overdub. Moist? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Moist. Yeah. No, I think that's an overdub. I think that he actually said, see you next Tuesday, and it's either a trick for us to catch, which we did. Thank you, Vince Gilligan. 
Or maybe the censorship may have got a hold of that or something because he's saying that at her. Yeah. No, that's a good guy. It definitely looked like an odd dub. Yeah. It looked like an odd dub. And then he's like, see you next weekend. I, I didn't pick up on that, but that that's pretty good. Maybe that's like the whole reference there is because like they keep talking about Tuesday and then he's mm-hmm. like, he's like, see you next week. Right. <laughs> like, ah, you thought it right. was coming, but it didn't. But yeah, that was pretty good. I like that. So yeah, it could have been like a, something, a, something that they did after the fact or mm-hmm. were forced to get cut. I Man, I would love to ask somebody about that because like I've worked in this part of the industry and I know how ADR works and I, and I've seen and I edit audio and I know how things like that. So it didn't look like he was going to say Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But he said week. Yeah, that's awesome. Very intriguing. I like that. I don't know. That, that like, uh, and, and Dave literally did get up off the couch and go pause the thing and re- rewind it for several minutes <laughs> just to point this out to me. But yeah, that, no, that was pretty good. Thank you. Maybe that's one of those great, like, subversive. Yeah. It's kind of like in The Simpsons where it's like. Not funny anymore. Well, besides that, <laughs> where it's like a very roundabout way of getting at a very obvious joke. Yeah. Right. You know, like once you think about it and then you're like, it's like one of those things like when you're driving in traffic, you're like, oh, right. I he was, he was calling her. Yeah. Kind. Okay. And, and I only would have noticed this and I would not have noticed this had I not earlier written, he's going to see her next Tuesday because I think she's kind of a bitch. Yeah. So if, if that was the joke, the way that they did it, if it, it like you said, we may be reading too much into it, but like, I I, I, I dig that. Yeah, I think and that's cool. She is not. See, I'm going to replace that, and I'm going to use ADR myself mm-hmm. while talking about the joke. Aha! Uh-huh. Nice that's a joke for me and you, buddy. Ah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, then Jimmy's walking outside, just just chomping his ice cream, just having a nice little ice cream aroo. That's right. He's probably he's probably not eating like a. Uh, confetti cake flavored ice cream. It's probably something more like a mint chocolate chip, which mm-hmm. is all the rage in the early 2000s. That's true. Still to this day, one of the better ice cream flavors. Uh, overrated, overrated, overrated. You sure you want to pick this fight? You've already picked a fight with the, the sponge cake community. Okay, so now the uh, Better Call Saul ice cream community, or right, the yeah. Better Call Cream community. You were just tearing, you're just uh, going out of your way to tear things down. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> An- another thing for Top Chef Better Call Saul edition, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. Ice cream. Who doesn't like ice cream? I don't like mint chocolate chip. Right, but like ice cream in general, only assholes don't like ice cream. Right, true, true. Like I'm not talking about like lactose intolerance people because I I totally get that that's something you can't help. You guys still like ice cream, you just can't eat it. Right, which which is total bummer for you. And like I I feel for you. But like people that make whenever I eat ice cream, I always dip out one spoonful for my homies that have lactose (laughs) intolerance. (laughs) Like you plop it, like plop. (laughs) (laughs) But people who just don't like ice cream? Assholes. They're not real people. No. No, those are fake people. No, they, they yeah, I, I don't consider them human. <laughs> I don't consider them human. Um, so Nacho pulls up, basically says, get in the fucking car. Mm-hmm. Jimmy awkwardly drops the ice cream cone over the car door for some reason. Like he couldn't just drop it before he got in the car. Like he fumbles it like over the side we of the car. He had to do it towards the camera. Yeah. So that way we could see. And then it, it. lands perfectly when they, they pan out. It always does. Yeah. That's how ice cream falls. Have yeah. you ever dropped an ice cream cone? I know that you care about ice cream so much you would never drop an ice cream cone. Look at me, Dave. Does it look like I've ever dropped an <laughs> ice cream cone? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm a little bit bigger, and I have dropped an ice cream cone. Usually because I'm trying to carry multiple ice cream cones. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> right, well, that's, but that's just are, because you're trying to be an overachiever. Right. But they are top-heavy, and they mm-hmm. tend to land ice cream okay. down. 
cone pointed up, much like the logo of the ice cream thing I can't think of right now. Jack in the Box or something? I thought it was Jack in the Box also. Yeah, I think it was Jack in the Box. Um, Then they drive off to the sunset. Kind of. Oh, I thought they were going to hold hands and drive off. (laughs) They drive off the Sunset Boulevard (laughs) in beautiful downtown Albuquerque. They they hold hands and drive off the uh, Grand Canyon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, which it was a really weird way for them to end the series. First yeah. off, I'm not sure why they did that two episodes into season five, right? <laughs> or what they're going to do for the next fifteen episodes. <laughs> well, I guess it's going to be all about Kim now, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but then he miraculously reappears again. Maybe that's what he's talking about, like, uh, like when he says, "Like it wasn't me, it was Lalo or whatever." Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. Ice cream community thing. Lalo, not you can true. cut the hell out because I thought I had a cogent thought there, but I didn't. That's all right. Okay. Um, okay. So overall, overall, I, I, I like the episode. I, I I just feel like it was just more than usual. Where it's like, I, like it just didn't seem like a Better Call Saul writing. Yeah. If that makes sense. Right. Like, there's been a few times. Every once in a while, we're like, yeah, that was kind of really silly. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like this episode in particular, it was like just something off about it. Like, I don't want to say like shortcuts. It's not lazy writing. It's just like it's convenient writing. Yeah. And as somebody that watches too much movies, mm-hmm. too much movies, but not a lot of TV. Yeah. Mostly for that reason, TV shows tend to fall into these things. So do movies. But yeah, I those those things kind of drive me crazy. When you write something just for the convenience that to work out, you know, yeah. like jumping out of a window when cops are on a drug bust. And nobody sees you. So maybe it'll end up like this. So he followed, you know, jump out the window and nobody saw him. But what if somebody was watching? What do you mean? Like uh, they used him as like a tail to like drug bus, like to follow him. Oh, you mean like they, they let him jump out the window so they can just, so they are watching. Yeah, and him. I know I'm giving a large benefit of the doubt here after we just like ragged on this scene, like not like <laughs> 20 minutes ago. But like, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be entirely. It was obviously a big police force, right? right? You saw like 15, 20 people. Right. And the most obvious thing would be that they would surround the building, but maybe they let somebody go so they could tail them. Oh. To like so, lead them to like. Yeah. So all of this talk about bashing the Albuquerque police force, mm-hmm. they could actually be geniuses. And they really or maybe just, they're just working they in conjunction. They send a SWAT team to flush out whoever's inside. Yeah, or like maybe they're like uh, working in conjunction with like uh, the FBI or some shit. Mm. Know the what DEA. I mean? Or the DEA, mm. right? Right? Huh? Yeah, well, I don't know. There's characters in the Breaking Bad and the DEA. <laughs> I don't know. Right, so that's my theory. That's what I'm going with. That's interesting. Okay. That's... It, just seemed, it just seemed too stupid and silly. Yeah. That's, that's the, uh, I'm now, as we talk this over, that's what I'm going with. Like, they let him get away so they could tail him. So that could be in what happens to Nacho and Lalo. They are in the clink in Breaking Bad. Maybe. Maybe they're not dead. Maybe right. they're in the clink. Right. Maybe, or or maybe they turn. Yeah. Maybe they turn him in like informants. Saw, right. Because he's like, it wasn't, they maybe it wasn't me. It was Nacho and Lalo. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Look at us talking about things for real. Yeah. Look at there. Mm. All right. This is uh, this this has become quite the layer cake. Yeah, exactly. Don't don't rile them up. <laughs> Better Call Saul K community. Get all pissed off. They'll be all over our Twitter, which you can hit up at ISGM podcast <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, feel free to send us comments, suggestions. 
Um, tell us how uh, terrible we are at this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but okay. and uh, let us know where we'll do more listener correspondence. We'll get on a preview with the prior. We'll try to get interviews. Uh, I'll start working on that. Uh, it's been a really odd year and a half. So. Yes. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. Um, we need some reviews also so we can get back to the top of the charts. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And with that, thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can also see us on uh, uh, com and uh, Twitter, ISDM Podcast. And with that, Dave... Call us idiots, call us geniuses, whatever, just call us. <laughs> it's a good man.